For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and thank you for tuning in or downloading the podcast if you're downloading the podcast. We have found that a lot of you are tuning in, and you're either making a transition or thinking about making a transition, and that's why we're here. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And I started this show just for you, for those people who are making a transition or thinking about making a transition, or maybe just wondering why they're not where they want to be in their career. And most of us are figuring out that the rules of the game have changed, that the process of the game has changed, and we all of a sudden need all of these things that we never needed before. We need to know how to network. We need to know how to use LinkedIn. We need to know how to communicate our accomplishments, not just our skills or our, our job description. And so each week, I, I'm here sharing my experience helping thousands of professionals advance their careers, and I, I bring in industry leaders to help you have this intelligence that you need to move forward, right? To provide you with the resources and tools that you need to move your own career forward. So if you'd like the opportunity to ask a question about career change, job search, career advancement, or leadership, I'm happy to answer those questions. You can either call in live at 866-472-5790, or as most of you have been doing, you can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com, astrategicadvantage.com with your questions. So I think if you listened last week, I promised you that today we were going to have Gayla Jackson talking about millennial career development, and that has been moved. I apologize. We are now going to be talking with her next week. Let me make sure that that's right. Yeah, we will be talking with Gayla next week. So we're going to be excited to be talking about millennial careers next week. So today I wanted to talk about another hot topic that I'm seeing going around a lot in the career world, which is LinkedIn. And I kind of thought LinkedIn was old news, right? We had Vivica von Rosen on the show in in April and she talked about 
LinkedIn. She talked about how to use it. She talked about some of the functionalities. And you can go back and pull up that show if you want that information. Ooh, it was actually February 3rd. February 3rd, if you want to go back and listen to her overview. Today, I want to talk specifically about your profile. It's a little bit different than a resume, and that's why we're going to talk about it a little bit today. And it's even been a while since we talked about resumes, so let's talk about your LinkedIn profile. And I want to start by talking about some of the must-haves, some of the less negotiable, less you could or you couldn't, but really you should. And that is, number one, have a profile have a profile on LinkedIn. If you want to do business in the U.S., if you want to grow your career in the U.S., or if you want to get a job in the U.S., you need to be on LinkedIn. There are a few, there are very few exceptions. Some career fields where people aren't really looking on LinkedIn, right? If if you're a blue-collar welder, HVAC person, maybe not. Even then, it, it may be an edge for you. And if you're in any kind of what they might consider white color or professional job, you're, you're hurting yourself by not being there. Now, I know that there's privacy issues and leaked passwords, and that could happen anywhere, right? Those cons could happen if you use your credit card in, at Home Depot or Target, right? Though that privacy issue on LinkedIn is a lot less than it is anywhere else. You have control over what people see. They're only seeing your employers and you can you can even take off some of that stuff if you want to. You don't have to say the location of that employer. It's really just about your work and who you are as a professional. It doesn't need to be that personal. And there's ways to hide most of your contact information, if not all. It's just a platform for you to get seen. And why is that important? Well, 98% was the last number in the last poll by Jobvite. 98% of recruiters are using LinkedIn to source candidates. 98%. Now, you might say, oh, but not all hiring managers are using it. You're probably right, not all. I would guess that it's much over 50%. It's an easy way to source. And LinkedIn has made it even easier by partnering with some software that a recruiter can buy. And this could be an internal recruiter to a company, just as it could be an external or contract recruiter. And they can analyze job seeker profiles against job descriptions. So they upload a job description, type a few keys in their keyboard, and bam, they have a printout of all of the LinkedIn profiles that match that job description that they're looking for. It makes it easy for them, right? LinkedIn did a great job of doing that so that they could get some of the recruiting money that's going on out there and you are missing out if you're not on LinkedIn plain and simple now I was 
kind of specific about the U.S. because if you are job searching internationally, there are other platforms that recruiters might be using in your area. And still LinkedIn worldwide is is big and is very easy for recruiters. So I would have a profile there as well. So if you're going to have a profile, you need a picture. It's a must for me. It's a must. And, you know, people don't like it when I say this, but if you don't have a picture up there, I assume that you're old, right? Or something's wrong that you don't want me to see your picture. And guess what? I'm going to figure out your age or whatever you got going on. Anyway, all that not having a picture does is honestly gets you screened out at the very beginning unless you got something on there that that recruiter just has to see. It's not that they're using it to judge, right? Because a trained HR person recruiter knows that they can't do that. It's that they're using it because they hire a person. It is subconscious that if you don't have a picture, I don't trust you. If you don't have a picture, I don't know if your profile is real. And if you don't have a picture, I just have a harder time relating and connecting to you. Guess what? Because you don't have a picture. So find one that you can use. I like a recent one because that also doesn't work for me. If you look 30 and then I bring you in for the interview and you're 60, it's probably not going to do you a whole lot of good. Get a photo on there, a recent one. doesn't have to be a professional one. One where you look good and I can see your face and, and I prefer that you, you're not trying to look sexy unless your job description requires that in some reason. Um, I think that was a fad that maybe finally over on LinkedIn. Just something that shows me your face is somewhat professional and is you. Genuinely you. Must have that photo. Second must and we're going to go through this one in a little bit more depth but at a minimum I need some content I'd prefer to have content in the most recent experience entry and the summary section if not more than that why content because content equals keywords you can't have keywords without content and you might Fill in the skills section, but you still don't have any keyword power if you don't have any content. We're going to talk more about what that content might look like here after the break. Next thing you need is recommendations. Recommendations are tricky, right? Who do you ask? Ask people that you would ask in person. Please don't send out the blanket request for recommendations would you would you do that you know you wouldn't do that in person walk up to someone you've just met or don't even know and ask for a recommendation people do it all the time through linkedin because that's how the system sets it up for you no ask individuals that you would ask for a recommendation letter to provide that recommendation on linkedin you might get some no's because some companies have have limited their leaders from doing those do what you can ask who you can and get some recommendations now I'm not a fan of if you know you got to have this huge number it's more about that you have at least some because that does 
factor into your ability to come up in search results. And that's why we've got a profile, If especially if we're trying to advance, advance our career, get business, or get a job. And so if you want to get found, we need a few recommendations. Last one, connections. Similar to recommendations, your number of connections helps you in your search result stack, right? Where you stack up in the search results. This is a philosophy, right? Around how you want to build your connections. And there's no right or wrong, right? Some people are a lion, LinkedIn open networker, which means they'll connect with anyone. They're open. That's fine for them. Some people will only connect to people that they really, really know great for them might be harder to build those numbers and you can still get something you can still build your network that way and get some connections going i tend to be more in the middle right and my general rule is if i would exchange a business card with you at an event then i'll exchange or connect on linkedin i'm a little bit careful if i have someone that asks me to connect that i don't know if they're real or trying to scam or spam or whatever i'll send them an email first and you can do that you can reply without accepting but it's mostly that you need some connections to validate your profile and to help you come up in the search results so when we come back here we're going to talk a little bit more about content and specifically starting with the summary and what the heck goes into that, right? So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to keep talking about your LinkedIn profile and its importance in moving your career forward. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And tonight we are talking about LinkedIn profiles. And we're going to talk a little bit about how they're different from your resume. We went through some of the musts, right? Some of the basics. One, you need a profile. Two, it needs a photo. I argue with one of my recruiter friends about this all the time, and I know that he hires people, and it's okay no matter what your picture looks like. It's you. It's okay. Three, you need some content. Need some content that will help you get keywords. That's the whole name of the game to getting found, right? Search engine optimization for your profile. That's what it's all about online. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because obviously it's more than keywords. Four, you need some recommendations, at least a couple, just to help validate that profile and help improve your level within the search rankings. Five, you need some connections. Again, validating that profile, letting me see that that you're real, that you have some, some connections, and helps your rankings in the search results and helps you do the things that LinkedIn is really meant to help you do because it's really a tool more than anything else. And we'll talk more about that towards the end of the show too. So content. First thing, and I'm going to kind of go through different schools of thought on each of these items. Of course, I have my preference, but that's really all it is, is preference. It's your LinkedIn profile. And it's the most personal thing that I work with people on. And I walk them through. Here are the options. Here's the schools of thought. Tell me what you like. What don't you like? I'll give you some advice. But really, it's what you want your profile to be. First thing that people see when they search for you, no matter what, they see that headline. The headline is right under your name if you're looking at your profile and you're getting in to edit it, right? Profile, edit profile, right under your name, that is your headline. Now, you have 120 characters here, which is actually kind of a lot. And that gives you some freedom to do a few different things, right? Different schools of thought. One school of thought, clear, simple, clear. Clear, simple, clear. What do you do? Title, some kind of short description, but very clear. Other school of thought is more personable. Be more... And even maybe even first person or branded in that statement, right? Tell people not just what you do, but tell them what your brand is. Tell them what it is that makes you different. And of course, you can do a, a combination of those two things. It's, it's just really all about your 
preference? What is it that you want people to see when they see you? So a few examples, and Vivica Von Rosen is the one I had in here talking about LinkedIn before. She's a LinkedIn expert for business. So LinkedIn expert and author, LinkedIn marketing hour a day, international keynote. That's her headline, right? You can get a lot in there in just a short amount of characters, but it's really more than you think it is. So mine is also very simple, right? Speaker, coach, writer, it's a lot of titles. And some people would say, oh, that's very disconnected and, and um, you know, maybe too rote. But when you read my summary, which we'll talk about next, my summary is very personalized. So to me, they balance each other out. You've also got people that will be more creative with their LinkedIn headlines. And they might say something like bringing new marketing to the masses or colorful displays for you or something that's a little bit more obtuse. Again, might get some people to look at your profile But it might also get passed over if it's not clear enough. So feel free to get creative, to try a few out, to see what people say when they look at yours, to see what pops up when you look at your own, right? That's, is it, does it say what you want it to say? The one thing that I'd steer away from is leading with seeking opportunities, right? If you're going to put that in your headline, which you have space to do, I would put it at the end. So, senior human resource leader and generalist with a passion for maximizing employee potential, ISO new opportunity, right? In search of new opportunity. Works well for me because it's at the end. And And this profile also has kind of that combination of some titles, but that passion for maximizing employee potential. It's a little bit of blend of something branded and something clear. It's good. It's a good one. So one of the other schools of thought is putting in your current title. So president at new media marketing. That's perfectly fine if that's how you want your target audience to see you on LinkedIn. If you're currently employed, that might be a great way to, to use the headline section. If you run your own business, that might be a great way to use the headline section. If you're job seeking, probably not the best use of that 120 characters. So that's your headline. 120 characters, including spaces and dashes and any of those things. Play around with it. See what you like. But know that that's the first thing that people see when they look at your profile. So let's move into talking about the summary here a little bit before we go to break. The summary is 2,000 characters right there at the very top of your profile. And I would say that no matter what you're using LinkedIn for, that summary is a space you want to use. 
Now, there's two schools of thought there around how much of that 2,000 characters do you use, and that might depend on you, your brand, and your audience. Right? I have a, a colleague who's a resume writer. Her brand is that she's concise. That's part of her writing brand. So it would not make sense for her to have a 2,000-character summary, right? Would be off-brand. I, I don't mind a profile that's 2,000 characters, and it works, especially when you're in transition. It gives you the opportunity to introduce yourself to somebody before they get down to your experience or see that you're unemployed or whatever it might be that they're scrolling down to that you don't want them to see. And we'll talk a little bit about reorganizing LinkedIn. But that summary is your opportunity to say what you want to say. It's similar to your profile on your resume, professional profile, and it's, it's a space that you want to be about you. So schools of thought here, short versus long. Play around with that. Obviously, there's anywhere in the middle. Then you've also got, is it about you or is it about the company that you work for? And I would say that this is a harder thing for people to decide. And it's really hard when you're employed and wanting to move. When you're unemployed, it's a little easier, right? It's about you. Although I would still be careful with that. I've seen that some that sound like a personal ad in the paper for finding a date, and that probably isn't getting you very far either. So if you're an openly job seeker, right? You're openly job seeking. There's probably four questions that you want to answer. Who are you, right, as a professional? What makes you tick? What do you do? And you can answer these in whatever order you like. Who are you? What do you do? How are you the solution to a problem? And you can demonstrate how you've been the solution in a past in that section. Whatever it is that you want to do to show me that you're the solution to the employer's problem in your line of work. And then how can people get a hold of you or some kind of call to action if you're openly job seeking? You got to be a little careful there because I don't want it to sound desperate. And I do want it to be that easy and quick for someone to have your contact information. They don't have to scroll all the way to the bottom to see it or be connected to you and be able to have that tab. And you can decide what contact information, right? Maybe a junk email that you set up. And you can set it up so that it's not as easy to be found by the web crawlers, right? Put at in parentheses, put spaces in there, do whatever is going to help protect you. And that call to action is very helpful if you're openly job seeking, right? It's just like marketing piece. It tells people how to get a hold of you when you've walked them through that they should, right? Who you are, what you do, how you're the solution to the problem, and that call to action or contact information. So if you're openly job seeking, that structure for your profile can work really well. When you are what Jared and Jared Reddick was on the show a few weeks ago and he called it stealth job seeking, right where you're currently employed and you don't want your employer to know that you're looking, 
then the profile is going to be a little bit more about the company and a little bit less obviously about you. So it might weave in part of that company story with your philosophy or how you added value, what you've done to help the company succeed, and tying it back to the company. So that you're creating this picture of kind of a company person, if you will, and that's great. You're also building your own brand. You've got the keywords in there that are important to, to you. You're talking about your personal successes within the realm of that company that you're at now. But then you've got all the other experience sections where you can tell more about what you've done. And we're going to get into more of those experience sections when we come back. So there's also two schools of thought on third person or first person. A lot of this also has to do with your brand and how you want to come across. And first person has been shown to get more reads. I, me, my. You want to be careful with it. I don't want it. I don't want your profile filled with those things, just like we do in a cover letter, right? You can do some things to minimize those words, but that's the voice. If you're going to third person, so Marie Zimanoff does this, Marie does that, it's going to make you sound more formal, removed, not as accessible, and that might be what you need to do for your brand or for the, to align with the company's brand, but just be aware when you're making that decision that either is an option, first person might have some more benefit for you, and third person can be more aligned with your brand if that's the direction you want to go. I'm seeing a lot more of even C-level types having the first person because it really is social media and we don't talk about ourselves in the third person socially. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk more about the experience sections and go through some of the, the tools that you might not be using on LinkedIn. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Workplaces are only as strong as their teams. Teams are only as strong as their individual members. Are you seeking a better way to take your business to a higher level? We're here to help. Listen for Leading with Social-Emotional Intelligence, Building Trust Through Intentionality and Vulnerability with host Glenn Harris. 
Together, we'll explore the five key behaviors of a cohesive team and other concepts designed to keep your team working smarter. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about LinkedIn profiles. And we just got done talking about the summary section and what goes into the summary section. And how that's different if your job's seeking openly versus employed but maybe looking. And I would say that that same kind of structure of employed but but maybe looking could work for you if you, you run a business, right? You see a lot of business profiles where the summary is, it's still too much about the business, right? LinkedIn is about you. And although I may be interested in your business, really I'm going to do business with you, especially if it's any kind of B2C business, insurance, financial sales, whatever it might be. And so that idea of talking about the company, but then about you, your philosophy and your success, and then maybe tying it back into the company can work really well if you're in your own business. And I do business with you, right? And even at a bigger level, we're starting to see that as your buyers become younger, they're researching businesses almost as a B2C person would that if you're a big business and you want to do business with another company, that buyer or person making that decision may have a different way of researching you, of deciding if they're going to do business with you than you're used to. And if they're younger, it may be more like the traditional B2C process where the person on the other end and the people behind the company are playing in more to to that decision than than they used to, although I might question that that was ever the case. So thinking about your summary, and you've got it up there, you've, you've decided how long you want it to be, you've decided if you want to do first or third person, and you've decided the, the balance that you want to take between talking about yourself or talking about the company you work for or your company, it's it's really still different than your resume because it's about you and it needs to sound genuine, right? Copying and pasting things from your resume, like the old cliche, you know, results-oriented sales professional really aren't going to fly on LinkedIn. 
you need a story, you need something that is relatable about you. And this is often where the challenge comes for people, right? How do you write that way about yourself? It's challenging. I would get some help from family or friends, coworkers, and or obviously a professional to think about how you want to tell your story because that's really what LinkedIn is all about. And if you're telling the story more related to your company because you're still employed, it still needs to be a story. It's not just facts. It's not a trail of facts, right? The summary section is your story. It's SS, summary, story, right? Got it. Okay. So the experience section is where we can put more of the facts or you could take the story approach there. Again, if I've already got your resume, what more can LinkedIn tell me? Or if I'm just seeing you on LinkedIn first, which is probably more likely, what do you really want me to know about you? And how can you keep me reading in a world where people are not reading, right? People don't read anything, unfortunately, anymore. It's just how our brains have become reprogrammed, no matter what age you are. So, Thinking about our story. What do we want really people to know? The experience sections also get a little trickier because you only have 1,500 characters. And that sounds like a lot until you try to shove 10 years of work history into one experience entry. And I would be careful of putting too many experience entries for any one company because the picture of that is going to be that you hop around. People aren't going to pay attention to that it's the same company, different title. So we need to be careful about how we position that and we only get 1,500 characters. So in that experience section, you might pull some of the key accomplishments from a resume, rework them a little bit, and put them on the LinkedIn profile. That can work. You might write a story about one project, challenge, action, results, and then you give kind of an overview of the position and and here's one cool project that I worked on. In that experience section, you really can take the opportunity to tell more of a story or if you've told more of a story in your summary, you can balance it by getting maybe more to those facts and accomplishments or if you're writing for your, your business, some of the services. If you're employed but looking, same balance can go on in your experience sections as we were talking about in summary. Yes, it's somewhat about the company and it's also about you, right? It's your LinkedIn profile. So find a balance there that works for you and challenge yourself to to really look at Is that balance working for you and your goals and even for your company, thinking about the idea that people do business with people? Those experience sections can also be expanded by adding the additional things that LinkedIn provides for you, right? LinkedIn gives you the option to add all kinds of fun little extras in your summary and in the experience sections. 
projects you can add. You can add pictures or documents or any kind of viewable videos. And you can add those in your summary or in the experience sections. And that's a great way to get more content in if 1,500 characters just isn't doing it for you. So that project function in LinkedIn can be very powerful. It hooks right up to the organization where the project happens. It lines it all up for you so that you can put those experiences together and use the extra characters. It's really all about what do you want someone to see about you and to not assume that they're going to see their resume first. I think I see a lot of LinkedIn profiles where they're assuming that you know part of the story from looking at their resume. And so the profile is kind of confusing. It jumps right in into the middle. It it tells accomplishments but doesn't really give you the full story. And that can work if it works and if it just makes you want to know more. That doesn't work if it's confusing. So go through your experience sections and again, give me some content at the minimum for the most recent or current experience. That content validates your profile, helps you with your keywords, all of those pieces that are really important to getting found on LinkedIn by the people you want to get found by, your potential buyers, your potential vendors, your potential customers, and or potential hiring managers. All of those people are your audiences. And and that's what can make it tricky when you're writing your profile to really think about all those different audiences and are you putting something in there that will feed each of them. And you only get one profile. Maybe an important point here. You only get one. If you've got two, I'm going to find them, especially if I'm a recruiter or maybe even a consumer a a B2B consumer, I'll find it and it will worry me that you have two profiles. You either don't know how to use this software, you're trying to trick me, something is going on there. So when we're thinking about LinkedIn, it's really about story because it's social. It's about you because it's social. And we've got to balance all those different audiences because it's social and it's public and it's out there. And when you're putting together your profile, it's really first kind of going back to the beginning of what's your goal, who's your audience, and what do you want them to know about you? So what's your goal of creating a profile or improving your profile? Who's your key audience or or key audiences? And what do they really need to know about you? You might add in there what makes you different, especially if you're trying to position yourself against other candidates or position yourself against other businesses. What makes you different? And those pieces, the answers to those questions, create the framework for your summary and for your experience sections. And they'll help you figure out how that content 
needs to be a little bit different than what's in your resume. The general message there is that it does need to be different than what's in your resume. More accessible, more social, more story, and something that complements the resume but doesn't duplicate it. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to go through some of the features of LinkedIn that you might not be using and some key things that you should be thinking about, especially if you are currently employed and trying to use LinkedIn to build your career or even to build your business. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and finish up here talking about LinkedIn. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. It's a sad fact that fraud is rampant in today's business environment. The headlines scream about once prestigious organizations falling victim to or crumbling due to the consequences of fraud. How do you keep fraud from affecting you and your business? Tune in to Fraud Talk with host Chris Marquet. Chris has over 30 years of fraud investigation experience, business intelligence, and is a renowned security consultant. Chris and his guests will inform you and help keep you from being the next statistic of fraud. Tune in Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about LinkedIn. So we've gone through some of the must-haves. We went through the headline and the summary and your different options of putting something there. And then we've gone through some of the experience sections and the content there and how it might be different than your resume, simply maybe because of the limitations of characters but also because it's out there, it's social, and it needs to complement your resume, not duplicate it. So here's some things to chew on. One, you can enter, especially degrees, 
So uh, BS, Bachelor of Science, Master of Science, whatever that might be, without dates. So if you're not putting a date on your resume for whatever reason that you've decided that is a good idea for you, you don't have to put it on LinkedIn. Second thing is that LinkedIn is a great platform for you to build out content. It's a great platform to post videos, to post, uh, to put up JPEGs, or if you've got a white paper, upload that white paper. There's a lot of great things that you can do there. I would hesitate and be careful of creating links that you, especially if you expect a recruiter to click through to that link from LinkedIn. The links are hard to see now in LinkedIn. So if you want them to click through to it, it better be in your summary, not just in your websites. You can add a website in your profile, but nobody's going to see it. They're buried. So don't spend a whole lot of time creating something unless you are sure that somebody's going to want to see it and that they can get to it easily. Third thing is skills. Skills are maybe the strange thing in LinkedIn right now. They just, if you get a lot of endorsements, right? And an endorsement is when somebody says you're good at one of the skills that you list in the skills section in LinkedIn. They're different than a recommendation. A recommendation is when somebody writes a recommendation for you, right? They they write a paragraph, a couple of sentences about you and it shows up as a recommendation. An endorsement, I get them all day, every day from people who know nothing about what I do. And honestly, I don't like it. It's very hollow to me. However, it is one of the key ways that recruiters can search. So putting in your skills is a good thing to do and Letting people endorse you for skills is a good thing to do. And you can do that even if you are a stealth job seeker because those skills should be things that relate to your current job. If the skills are things that don't relate to your current job, we probably need to do some deeper work on the whole aspect and process of job search and using LinkedIn for that job search. Privacy settings in LinkedIn you can control lots of things that lots of people don't know they can control, right? You can control who sees your connections. You can control who sees your activity feed. You can control who sees the, um, who sees when you connect with somebody. You can control all of those things on LinkedIn. Ah, you can control what people see when you look at their profile. So go into the settings in LinkedIn, look deep, get a book, watch a webinar. If you, especially if you're stealth job seeking, you might want to shut a lot of that stuff off. If you are openly job seeking, you might have to push yourself to leave a little bit more of it open than you're used to. Especially if, if you've got some of those privacy concerns because if you sh- shut down your LinkedIn profile and close it all off, it's not doing you any good to be on there. So there might be some areas where you could let people see a few things 
that would be beneficial to you and and not harmful. So go and look at the, all the settings. Who's looking at your activity? Who can see your public profile? That public profile is a big one. What do people see when you look at their profile? Can people see your connections? Are you accepting invitations from people outside of your network or outside of especially, obviously, your current network? All of those pieces will make a big difference in how you can use LinkedIn in your search or in your business based on where you have that privacy set. If you're open and you let anybody connect to you, guess what? A lot of people will, and some of them will be scams. It's just the way it's going to happen. And you can do some things to notice when it's a scam. You know, I get those send money to Africa, blah, blah, blah. When I reply to people, and I, I disconnect from that person, it's, it's going to be okay. The other thing, and I've talked about this briefly before, but I'll leave you on this. Kind of my pet peeves on LinkedIn, sending the message that pops up as the default when you're connecting with someone. I'd like to add you to my network on LinkedIn. Great. Why? Who are you? How do you know me? How do you want to know me? Why do you think we should connect? Please give me something. You have, I think, 120 words or 100 words in that section. Don't make me go look at who you are, especially if you want me to connect with you to help you find a job or you want a recruiter to connect with you to help you find a job. Give them something, not a sales pitch, but give them something in that message that tells them why you want to connect. Please. Second thing. LinkedIn is not going to magically help you in your career or in your job search. It's just a tool. And it's only as good as, as you use it for. That network online is great. You got to make it more than that. You got to connect with people, figure out a way to actually turn that online network into a connection. That's the tool that is LinkedIn. It helps you connect. It helps others connect with you. But if you don't take it any further than that, you don't take it any deeper than that, you, you don't communicate with people, it's not going to do anything for you. Now, if you've built your LinkedIn profile to really position yourself as an expert, and Jared and, Jared and I were talking about that a few weeks ago, Great. You might get found by recruiters. Awesome. Treat every one of those contacts as a relationship too. Help them. Maybe you're not looking right now. Help them. Figure out a way to give value on LinkedIn so that you can get value when you need it. And it's always easier to build those when you don't need it. So we are going to be right here next week talking to Gayla about millennial career transition, millennial career development. And thank you so much for listening today. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And I look forward to seeing you right back here 
on The Career Confidant next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 